If only men committed out of love alone, we would not have any of the issues we do with them. You show him that I do not just fool around with someone who cannot give me what a woman of value deserves. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Groom, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Will He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. So we're in the midst and hopefully at the apex and coming down the backside of the hill on this terrible pandemic, social isolating, social distancing, a really difficult time, especially if you are single. It's so sad for everyone to be dealing with this, and some people are hit seriously hard, There have been deaths. We can't minimize any of this. And I don't mean to be minimizing any of it when we're talking about things like dating, relationships, etc. Because here's the thing in any tragedy, and we can even look at this vis-a-vis wartime, because we are in a war against an unseen, invisible enemy. That's the coronavirus. But in any wartime, We have to go on and make the best of life. It's incumbent upon the living and the well to do their part, of course, and to keep our spirits up so that we can help those around us that their spirits might be low uh, because of their physical condition, mental state, what have you. So we think about, you know, the elderly now because they're not able to get out at all and they must isolate to be safe. We think about um, anyone who's going through difficult struggles, depression. Uh, There's issues in the states now getting medications because those medications, the components of them come from China or what have you. So there's a whole host of issues going around that we want to pay deference to for sure. In the meantime continue on as we can and that's what we're doing here by continuing the podcast and talking about things that are very important to us now and certainly going forward we're going to even be seeing relationships under the light of being very very important to us because these things can hit again And uh, we hope not, but it certainly can. We hope this is the only pandemic we'll all see within our lifetime. But boy, we just don't know uh, as the world is changing rapidly around us. With that, I'm going to introduce my guest today. She is 34-year-old Melanie, who is exclusively dating Nicholas. And Melanie wanted to do this podcast today because she wants to understand why Nicholas doesn't want to discuss his feelings 
and whether or not she should continue to put her time and effort into dating him or to break it off. One of the things I was struck when I came across Melanie's story and her request to do the podcast was a bit of an interesting part to her situation, which is the 15-year age difference of she and Nicholas. And Melanie is 34, so you might be thinking he's 15 years older, but Nicholas is 15 years younger. So I'm excited to talk about that component of this relationship and welcome Melanie to the program. Hi there, Melanie. Hi, Paula. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I'm excited to be on your podcast. Excellent. And I understand that you are, Melanie, in a country that I, I would love to hear if you feel comfortable in telling us where you are, what yeah, life I'm in, is like. <laughs> I'm in Switzerland. But you mean what life is like now because yes. of the coronavirus or in general? Uh, yes. You know, how, how it is now and what you find different. And yes, because it's interesting to folks in the States to hear about other places in the world and what's happening. Like we mm -hmm. hear about Sweden all the time. And okay. Yeah, so we'd like to hear about that. Um, yeah, the, um, I am always grateful uh, to be Swiss. I'm always grateful to live in a country where I feel secure and um, we have amazing healthcare system. We have amazing financial aid system, like when you're unemployed, uh, when you don't earn enough money, whatever. Um, but for me, it's the first time also to be in a situation like this when you really, really see that um, you're still privileged, even in this pandemic situation, like I'm still privileged. Um, I can still go outside. I can see my friends even with distance, but I can get fresh air. Um, yeah, it's for me, um, not much has changed because... Um, I work from home and um, I love my apartment and uh, I, um, as long as I can go outside and take a walk, um, I'm happy. And uh, yeah, I mean, of course, we're also going through a financial crisis now, but I think compared to other countries, um, we are very rich. The, uh, our state is rich and um I'm in an industry which is not suffering at all right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm still privileged compared to um, almost everyone else in this world. Tell us what restrictions you are experiencing. Um, on the 16th of March, which is like a month ago, um, they closed down... Uh, all the restaurants, all the bars, uh, all the schools, um, all the stores except for grocery stores. So all the stores selling groceries or like uh, hygiene products like toilet paper and stuff um, closed. They uh, they allowed gas stations um, to stay open and also like restaurants that have takeaway. So you can get takeaway food, you can go get groceries, but that's it. Okay, so um, how is this affecting your friends, uh, colleagues, whomever is in your life in terms of their experience if they're single? Um, well, 
not really any any different because I mean we my friends they're like really positive like me and we started doing video calls like video drinks and um, like I have a, a group of friends um, we are very connected like with uh, like under like within the girls and ladies and um, I've I have friends who have been single almost their whole life or who 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 don't meet men as often like I meet a lot of men when I go out it's easy for me to get to know men but for them it's I think not a big change because they haven't dated anyone before either so okay so I'm interested in hearing more about your story because this is a unique situation and that you are 34 and Nicholas is give us the number 19. Okay. How was it that, I want to hear, how was it that you met and have started dating a 19-year-old? Well, um, I started working this new job um, in August last year. And um, it's a company uh, mixed with young and older people, but I think generally there are more younger people and a lot of, lot of young guys, like, in their 20s and um, I just noticed that like when I started like all of them thought I was like 21 or 22 or like they were shocked when I told them how old I was and um, I've always been someone who gets along with people of all ages like for me what matters is the character and not the age like I don't judge people by their age I judge them by how they treat me how they treat other people um, their values and their morals and um, also, I, I love to go out dancing. I go dancing a lot. And every time I'm in a club, I get hit on by 20-year-olds. And they come up to me, and then they ask me how old I am. And I let them guess. And they're like, oh, 21, 22. And maximum, they'll go to like 24, maybe 26, 27. But then they're shocked. And, and they tell me, oh, I don't care how old you are, really. You're so hot, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I look young. But it's not just that I look young. I mean, I think a lot of women look young. It's that I'm just really easy to be with. I'm easygoing. I'm fun. I'm spontaneous. Um, yeah, so, and um, he works in the same building as me on the same floor. He finished his apprenticeship, but he's still finishing further education. And um, they had a uh, Christmas party, or Christmas, not party, but Christmas opera, um on the 20th of december and so did we and um our opera finished at like 5 30 because a lot of people in our company um the older ones they all have children and then they go home to their kids and the younger ones they go out with their friends and then i was in a total party mood and i wanted to have some fun i had maybe one or two glasses of prosecco and i had a two weeks vacation ahead and and um, I was like, I don't want to go home now. <laughs> like, I want to mm -hmm. party. And um, during the day, I met some of the guys from the other office in the hallway. And um, they said, hey, uh, we have a Christmas afro. Like, um, you should come over. It lasts, like, until 9 sometimes. The, their office is full of guys because it's engineers. So mm. only a few women. And I, I, I'd seen these ladies before, like, because we share the same bathroom on the same floor, it's outside the office, mm -hmm. but I never talked to any of these guys, and um, 
I was also interested in getting to know the CEO because I want to sell him our software. So I was doing a little bit of networking and um, so yeah, and then Nicholas, he um, would, would talk to me, he, he got like really interested in me, he would ask me questions and he would also ask me like, how old are you? And I told him guess and he guessed me like 21 <laughs> and then he said, yeah, you know, I, he can see me from his window because the off, the, the building is like a, a U shape. So um, there's a hallway that connects the two offices, but from outside, you can he can see me from his office to my office. And he said, yeah, ever since you started, I've been looking over there and I saw you and actually I thought you were the apprentice and stuff and you look so young and blah, blah, blah. And, um, uh, and then I told him how old I was, and he's like, oh, like, a, okay, cool, yeah. He, he didn't care. But anyways, I thought he was nice. Like, he was really nice to me, and he let me touch his hair because I told him, yeah, the way you have your hair, like, it, it doesn't, I don't like what, what it looks like because he had it, like, stuck to his head, like, all the way back. And I said, yeah, you should part it a little bit because he has long hair, and, like, I love his hair. And um, later on, I found out that, his hair is his biggest pride. Like he plays soccer and it's his pride and he doesn't anyone touch his hair. Tell us how it kind of morphed into dating or what your next steps were from the time you met at that kind of party that you really made a party. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing was after a couple of hours, I was like, okay, I'm going home. You know, you guys can party without me. Like I'm tired. And so I said, I'm leaving. And then Nicholas said, Hey, are you going to town? Are you, are you, going by car and I said yes and he said can I come with you can you give me a, a ride and I said yeah sure you can come with me so anyways I, I drove him to town it's like a 10 minute ride and um, during the ride he kept telling me like you're so pretty so beautiful and you're you're so nice and you know all the all the beautiful girls they're so arrogant and you're so easy to talk to and you're cool and I don't understand why you don't have a boyfriend like it's not possible like why don't you have a boyfriend or like why aren't you married like like how could a girl like you be single and I said well look uh, I don't know I mean yeah I don't know so anyways um I told you he was a bit drunk and um he is usually shy I saw that later on he's really shy but during the car ride he told me you know um you can drop me off there and there and there and when we were there he said yeah or you know we could just go to your place <laughs> and I said no 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 way and he said why not and then I was like well how, I'm not gonna tell him you're 19 you're way too young for me because actually I've had younger guys before but only like four years or like I think the youngest was like seven years younger and I had I had sworn to me like I don't want a young guy anymore because I want to I'd like to have children and stuff. And so I told him, you're not my type. And he said, okay, fine. And um, he left and I went home. And um, apparently he wasn't happy with my answer. So he uh, stalked me on Facebook. He found me. Uh, it's not that easy to find me. A lot of people don't find me because I don't have, I have a different name. But somehow he found me and he wrote me this message like, hey, Melanie, um, would you like to hang out with me sometimes? I'd love to hang out. And he said, I don't care if I'm not your type, but you're my type. And he sent me all these emojis, hearts and stuff. And he said, 
let's go have a drink sometime or come out tonight, blah, blah, blah. And um, I was surprised. Like, I saw these messages and I thought, thought wow. And, and I, was, I was impressed that um, because even though I rejected him, um, he wrote me and he said, look, I don't care. You're my type. So um, I'm attracted by men who go after what they want. I'm attracted by men who have a high self-esteem, like who are confident, self-confident. And obviously a guy is self-confident if he says, I don't care if I'm your, not, not, not your type. And um, I'm usually the one who needs to hold back, not to not to hit on men because I'm very open and super easy for me to talk to someone, but I need someone who does that with me. And, and a lot of men are scared of me and they don't even talk to me. Um, and when they talk to me, they're scared immediately because they feel how strong I am. And, and I just felt that he was someone who was fearless and, and that impressed me. And, but, I didn't write him back that night. I wrote him back a couple of days later, and I, then I went on his Facebook profile, and I saw that he does kickboxing, and so do I. And so I thought, oh, that's really cool, and we just texted a little bit, but I didn't think anything was going to happen. Like, I was like, okay, he's just really nice. And then, and then like, six day, days later after Christmas and after being home for a couple of days, I was really eager to go out and have a drink, and... I asked like all of my friends and nobody would come out with me. So I, I texted him and I said, Hey, let's go. Um, like you wanted to have a drink with me. Like we can do that tonight. And then we had a drink and then one thing <laughs> led to another. And yeah, did you go home that night with him? What happened? Because I was going on that drink on that date, like not with the intention of it being a date. I, I said to myself, yeah, I mean, I just want to go out. I want to have a drink. And, and I thought, whatever, you know, I mean, and then that night I thought, you know, I can just have sex with him and enjoy. And then, I mean, he's very young, whatever, you know, what's going to happen. What did happen? Tell us. So I, um, I told him, Hey, I, I want to go, uh, look at the stars. I love looking at this. I love watching the stars. Do you want to come up the hill with me? There's a little hill I, I love to drive up. There's an amazing view from there. You can see over the city. It's like a thousand meters up. You can see the lake. And, and I said, I want to go up there and, and look at the stars with you because um, I told you my mom currently lives with me. So this is, it's a, not a permanent situation, but uh, so I can't really take anyone home. And he's 19. He's finished finishing his education. He lives at home. So, so we drove up there, and then we looked at the stars, and um, then he started just like taking me his in heart in his arms, and he was really romantic, and uh, and we had um, amazing sex, very passionate. And then late, later on, he told me like that he was a bit blown away or like a bit, it was, went a bit too fast for him. Like I said, it, everything happened so fast. I don't know what happened. And, and then I said, I'm sorry. Like, do you want to go back to holding hands? And he's like, no way, <laughs> you know? Okay, fast great. So I'm hearing that you thought, okay, I'm throwing caution to the wind. I know he's 19 and I'm just going to have a fun night. It was great sex, but obviously things continued and we're here now. How long has it been going on, your relationship? Well, almost four months now. Okay. 
and what is the state of your relationship now? How is it? What have you talked about? And what are you guys doing? Um, we're exclusive. We see each other two to three times a week. We talk almost every day, like via text. We don't really call, but we text every day. Um, when I don't text him, he texts me and Obviously, he texts me even more when I don't text him. You know that. Okay. So how is it that you know you're exclusive? Did you have the discussion that you are? Yes. Um, I asked him clearly um, that, uh, um, how it was for him, and I told him I want to be exclusive. And um, at first, he said, oh, I don't care if you have sex with other men. And then... I asked him again because I I, I, um, I realized I, I saw how he felt for me and then I said look I don't believe you and he said yeah okay you're right I, I do ca- I would care and and then he said um, it's fine for him to do that and um, the thing about relationship is like um, like one week after we were seeing each other I asked him what do you want from me and he said he doesn't know and I said okay but you know that if you want to get to know me and he said yes I do want to get to know you and a couple of weeks later we talked again because I told him look I need to know where I'm at and he said look um, I don't want to get your expectations up your expectations up I wasn't looking for a serious relationship before I met you he didn't say he didn't want a relationship or he didn't want a relationship with me. He said he wasn't looking for it. And I said, fine. I said, look, nobody looks for that. You get to know each other and then either it matches or not. And, um, yeah. So tell me what brought you to wanting to discuss this relationship with me. He, he doesn't really... Um, suggest to do anything like he does a lot of things with his friends he goes fishing he goes around the lake by bike he goes jogging and stuff and he doesn't really do anything with me and um, so but when I ask him I, I ask him a lot of times is this just sex for you and he would say no and, and I also I see from his actions how he feels from other actions and, and I said look um, you keep saying that, but if you don't start doing things with me, then I'm not going to believe you. And I had I, I told him, actually, um, on Wednesday, I told him, if you, um, if you don't start doing these things with me, then I'm going to stop um, investing time in getting to know you because I asked you, like four months ago, do you want to get to know me? And you said yes. And you make it hard for me to get to know you because you won't really talk about, um, like, why he can't tell his mother how old I am or that he's seeing me and stuff. He won't talk about these things. And then I said, yeah, I mean, I'd love to do other stuff with you. And he said, okay. But he didn't, like, give me an answer. He just said, okay. And then I said, look, I, you can think about this and... You don't have to answer me now. You can take your time and you can tell me whenever you're ready. So then today he wrote me a message and he said, hey, do you want to go jogging with me tomorrow? So he already um, made an action because I told him, look, if you don't want to do anything else with me, then have sex. It's fine. 
I understand but that I need to know because I'm not going to keep investing in this if you don't, if I don't get anything back. Okay. So what do you want to know from me? Um, I want to know, like, how can I get him to talk about his mother? Like, every time I ask him, why don't you tell your mother about me or about our age difference, he, he doesn't tell me. He just said she would freak out, and I asked him why, and he won't tell me. And I think that's a very important point. Okay. So what do you need to hear more from him than he's telling you she would freak out? Because I, I asked him, like, why she would freak out, and he wouldn't give me an answer. Like, then he would say, oh, yeah, maybe it's not so bad. And, and I would say, like, like, do you know for sure? Like, ha have you ever had this situation? Because he was dating a year ago. He was dating a 32-year-old woman. Okay. But for only like a month because they live far apart, so they stopped it. So my question to you is, what is the importance to you of him telling his mother? Um, it's important for me because I want to know like how much she influences him. And I know that he has a close relationship to her, but I also know he told me like, he doesn't want to tell her he's having sex right now because then she's going to ask him questions and he doesn't want that. And that I understand, like he, that he doesn't want to talk to his mom about sex. I understand that. But um, like obviously when I'm dating him now and when this gets, when this continues and it gets serious, like I'd like to um, live with him uh, one time. And I know that, he is paying a lot of the rent at home because his mom um, doesn't earn a lot of money and uh, they have a big apartment because they're three children. So I know that I want to know also like what happens when he moves out. Like, will she let him move out? Like, will she hold on to him? Like, like is he going to stick to me or stick to her? Like, I, I need to know if he's going to stand up to me in front of his mother. That's important for me. Just before we go on, what else do you want to know besides will he stick up for you um, uh, and go against his mother, so to speak, in some way, shape, or form? What else do you want to know from me regarding this relationship? And then I'm going to come back and give you all of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what can I do to get him to talk about certain things in his past? Like he won't tell me what he went through he said he went through a couple of things and and he won't tell me and it's fine I mean he doesn't have to tell me right now but he keeps saying oh I'm gonna tell you this then and then and then he doesn't tell me and I'm like okay uh, yeah and, me, I mean yeah. just tell me if there are any other questions another question another question um yeah I mean how long should I wait until I tell him, hey, um, I want to be in a, I want you to make an official commitment to me, like to be in an official relationship. I want to make this official. Like, I don't want to push him. How or, or what? What other steps should I take? Like, I took a step and I told him I want to do other things with you, and he reacted positively now. And I'm, I'm thinking, when should I do another step? What What should I do? Great. Okay, thank you for that. So, 
I am going to give you my answer to this and a few other points when we come back. Could you or someone you know benefit from talking one-on-one with Coach Paula? Consider sharing your story as a guest on the show. Go to realcoachingconversations.com and fill out the brief application. So we're back with Melanie. And Melanie, you just gave us the outline on your relationship with Nicholas. You're 34 years old. He is 19 years old. You've been having a really good relationship for the last four months. And it sounds like you have fallen in love. Is that true? Yes, I fell in love the first time we had our date. I know from you that you have read my book. Yes. And so one of the things that's very important as a takeaway from that, I'm sure you understand the fact that he may, Nicholas may, love you as well, correct? Yes. But that doesn't mean he's ready willing or able to commit to a long-term relationship with you, i.e., vis-a-vis the puppy principle, he's not ready to adopt. Yes, that's perfectly clear. Okay. So that being clear to you, um, you would like to see him stand up to his mom uh, and talk to you more about his feelings and have a real relationship with you that is going to lead to you moving in together. Yes, eventually. It doesn't have to be this year, but eventually. I appreciate all of that and all of your feelings and how you are in love with him. And I'm pretty certain he loves you a lot too. In other words, He really enjoys you, and the sex you're having is wonderful for him, and also the relationship you're having that you two have become close, and he thinks you're awesome, right? (laughs) Yes. Okay. That's clear to you, which is lovely, and you appreciate everything about him, and as you said, you are in love. So I don't mean to be throwing a wet blanket on this at all. But I have to, in all honesty, tell you what I believe is happening and give you my honest appraisal of that vis-a-vis what I know about men have written about and something in that book touched you, meaning that you got in touch with me after reading it, correct? Yes. So I'm glad about that. And many, many women find themselves in your situation. Uh, In all honesty, I've always looked quite a bit younger than I am as well. And the younger I was, the more I looked younger and had the same experiences as you in terms of being 30s and getting all the attention from young 20s and being 40s and getting all the attention from young 20s, young 30s, even at 50, getting attention from 20s and 30s. Now, that might shock folks, but it won't shock any woman who is 50, maybe even older, and certainly younger, 
that if she looks young, even if she doesn't, she's getting hit on by men in their 20s, 30s. It happens because men love all of us as the puppies we are, no matter our age, especially when they are not looking to adopt. You see? Yes. So your experience is now falling in love with someone who is at a completely different life stage than you. Yes. You know this intellectually. I'm not telling you anything you don't know intellectually, correct? Yes. Okay. But here's what happens for us. You just told me that from the very first time, kind of when he walked into the bar that night, you started to have an experience of falling in love with him. And you are a very physical person. And the moment you had that great sex with him that night, overlooking the lake and on top of the, you said it's a thousand meters up or what have you. I don't know. I'm not good at meters. Is that really high? And it was a hundred meters or something. I don't know. (laughs) But you had the experience of this incredible, wonderful night and you guys kept going from there why wouldn't you right but your experiences no matter how wonderful because one is female and one is male they're very very different in their outcome do you know what I mean by that yes I know what you mean yeah I don't know what he experiences or like how he experiences it I don't know okay So I'm going to give you the male experience of being with an experienced, sexual, and free woman of 34, and you're a 19-year-old guy. Mind-blowing. And he basically told you that in some ways, in that it was not something he expected. When he said it was so fast, it was a whirlwind for him because he's not used to that. He's not used to a woman taking charge. He's not used to a woman knowing her sexual being in the way that a 34-year-old woman knows it as opposed to a 20-year-old woman. Do you know what I mean by that? Yes. Right. Mind-blowing. Great. And he has a lot about him all these qualities that are wonderful. So his fearlessness, for example, you said impresses you, right? Yes, but there was a time when he actually told me he was afraid of me, but the difference is he told me. Other men never told me. Okay, right. Because I'll tell you, at 19, he does not have the governor on himself What I mean by that is that he is not going to keep himself in some ways from saying things to you that an uh, age-appropriate man in the way we think about it typically would be, would tell you, right? Because he has nothing to lose, nothing. True. You are really a wonderful example here of two people loving each other and being at completely different life stages. 
In other words, I get calls from women who are your age, who are dealing with a man 15 years older, uh, say he is 49, and he is uh, divorced and has uh, three grown kids, and you fall in love with him, you want to get married, and lo and behold, he doesn't want to start a new family and have a baby, right? Different life stages, yeah. okay? That is mostly what is at play here. Here's what happens to us as women. Through our feelings, we expect for the man to change. And what I mean by that is our own feelings and his. So you know by the puppy principle, and you and I talked briefly before getting on the recording here, that you actually love puppies. Correct? Yes. Okay. So why don't you have a puppy now? You love them. Because I couldn't give the puppy a good life. I have no balcony. I have no garden. It would be alone all day at home. That's not acceptable. Okay. So if I gave you my puppy to take care of for a year, and every weekend I brought him over and said, you know what, I understand you don't have a balcony, you don't have the garden, whatever, but I need you to take care of my puppy, and you agreed, and you fell in love with it. And I came yes. to you after you know, a few months or whatever and said, I want you to adopt him because I'm leaving the country and I can't take him with me. Would you adopt him? Then I would say, look, um, I have to look for another place and I uh, have to find a situation how to take care of him during the day. But if I lost him, yes. Okay. But that's a lot to do, correct? Yes, but... I would do anything for someone I love. Right. That's female. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. We want to think about males as that. Here's when that happens for a male. That only happens for a male when he's bonded to woman. And guess when the bonding happens? When he's ready. <laughs> no. No. Actually not. That's a really good, I'm glad you said that, because it's not then. Oh. Men, men only bond in one way. I'm going to give this to you in kind of uh, little gradations. So what happens for us as females is that when you fall in love, you are bonded. You bond through love. You make a commitment through loving. A man yes. doesn't bond until he has made a formal public decision that he is committed and then he must live up to it. And here's how that plays out. And this is in my book. When you really read all of this, it's very important for every woman to know. So important for every woman to know. And this I get from a wonderful counselor named Bob Grant, and you can look him up. I don't know if he's written anything formally, but if not, he should. Because once I got this, uh, really 
like my book comes from this foundational premise, my consumer versus buyer relationship test, my uh, end theory, my puppy principle, all of it, along with Freud's uh, Madonna whore complex, it is the foundation that every woman must know about men in order to not waste her time, give away her heart, and be heartbroken. So, you being a woman, if I am giving you my puppy to take care of for however long over the weekend, you love it and you are very responsible to it and for it while you are taking care of it. But I come back each week and I take the puppy away and I'm responsible for the vet bills, for the food, all of it. When I give it to you and you decide to make that move and actually adopt him as your own because I have to move, is there a different feeling at all about the puppy once he's actually yours? You now pay the vet bills. You are now responsible to him and for him. Come home to him every day. Make sure he's fed. Make sure he's walked. All of it. Is there a different feeling than when you took care of him for me? Maybe. I don't know. Because you're female, you may not feel it the way that a man feels it to the degree that he does. But the feeling is actually very different. Once you've decided that you are adopting the pet and you make all those different arrangements that you are now going to be responsible to him and for him, that's when you start to bond. Now, that's male, okay? Mm -hmm. But you must understand the difference in order to really win, not only with that particular man, but win for your life. Do you understand what I mean about the bonding? Yes, you, you said he bonds when he makes a decision of taking responsibility. Yes. And until then, there is no bonding. There's love. There's some bit of commitment, but there's no bonding. It's why once they're bonded, they don't leave their team. You see? Yes, I love the team comparison in your book. All right. So, the here's here's where we don't win as as females. In other words, see, you are all in because you are in love. That means you will, as a female, make every concession you need to. You'll put in the time you need to. You'll put in the effort you need to. All of it. That's female. Yes. It is not that way for him at all. He will do the minimum he needs to do in order to, one, keep the sexual relationship you have going and the wonderful friendship you have as well, and two, very importantly, not have any drama or chaos or difficulties related to it. Makes sense. Yeah. This is the issue for you in that you are dealing with someone who is not in any way, shape, or form ready to take on the responsibility 
He's not ready, willing, or able to commit at this time. Has nothing to do with his feelings because men do not commit through their feelings. They need to make a decision and then from that decision, now, mind you, a mature man comes to that decision vis-a-vis -vis feelings. In other words, no man is going to adopt a puppy, right, without feeling for it, right? Yes. Here's the difference. Men, because they are uh, who they are as males, which makes sense, they love every puppy, meaning every female. There's something about every female that is somewhat attractive. Just like to us, every puppy is cute. A pug is as cute as a poodle, is as cute as a, you know, big uh, mastiff. The little hairless dog can even be cute. Does it mean we're going to adopt that particular breed? No, we have one breed or another we like best, right? Yes. However, if we come across a breed that is available and is maybe not our breed of choice, and it's so endearing and so wonderful, and we fall in love with it, we may be um, apt to adopt that puppy, right? Yes. Yes. So I'm here to tell you that there is such an uphill battle here so actually, I'm going to stop and ask you what question around what I just said might you have about that? Um, I have a question about the public statement. Like, um, does it count as a public commitment or public statement if he's in a committed relationship with me? Because he's 19, obviously he's not going to marry me at 19. Okay. So when you say, has there been a public statement? No, not yet, but I mean... And that's what I'm looking forward to. So would, would that make him bond? Okay. He might make some kind of statement under duress. Here's what I'm hearing. So you are expecting a different answer about his mother, but he's given you the answer, and he's given you the answer vis-a-vis -vis how a man gives the answer. You know from my book, men relate via action. Women relate via verbalization what is his action his action is I'm not telling my mother yes okay that's the action that's your answer he's not why is he not because of what I told you initially it is understandable why a mother of a son who is 19 years old would not, no matter how wonderful the 34-year-old woman is, no matter how incredible you are and all that you could give him, she would be remiss as a mother to be all for it. Now, she would also be remiss as a mother, in a way, to make her not being all for it known to him because it won't do any good. However, he knows her, and he knows that it will be upsetting to her, and that he will have to give details that he does not want to have to give. He's wise. 
he needs to keep it to himself. It will do nothing but cause problems for him, and he knows he is not going to commit in the way that you would like it. Makes total sense. I'm so sorry to have to say it in that way. It's okay. I know. It is, if only men committed out of love alone, we would not have any of the issues we do with them. There is no question that he has love for you. There is no question that he has incredible desire for you. There's no question that you two have a lot in common and that you're incredible friends. And if only he was 10 years older. Here's the situation. I'm not making this statement about the 15 years at all. My husband is much younger than I am. I have always dated men who are much younger. The issue is not the years in terms of age. It is life station that is of an issue. And there are times that the 15 years, the 20 years, the 10 years, whatever, makes absolutely no difference. In other words, between, say, 38 and 28, can be quite a difference, but let's look at two people. One is 38 and one is 48. Not much difference. One is 48 and one is 58. Less difference. You see, there are just times when it's not much of a difference. But I want you to think of yourself at 19 and who you were by the time or who you became by the time you were 30. It's different. You live a great amount of your life between 20 and 30. And you gain your experience. And to be a man, he wants to have experiences. Even, I would be telling you this, if you were a 34-year-old man dating a 19-year-old girl, she has a lot to experience. It is college time for us here in the States. It is fun time. It is time you will never be so free as an adult in your life again. Correct? Yes. So one of your questions was, how long should I wait? What? Now, with the answers I was giving you, and my perspective, of course, it's my opinion, and I always talk about my opinion in terms of things being what is under the realm of what we would consider the norm, or someone being an eclipse. Because the moon or the sun goes around each other, I don't know how it works, I'm no scientist at all, (laughs) I don't remember, but... 365 days a year, that's how it happens, and it's always been that way. But we have eclipses, and eclipses are exceptions to the rule. And I always say to every woman, think of yourself as an exceptional woman, which you are, 
but not the exception to the rule. Because if you think of yourself as the exception to the rule, meaning that I can be 35 and be married to a 20-year-old, that's the exceptional case. It's not what we see all the time every day. Doesn't mean it can't happen. Doesn't mean it can't happen and be incredible or wonderful. What I am hearing from the evidence you've been giving me is that this is not where he is. Not that he doesn't feel for you. Not that he doesn't love you. Not that he doesn't love your relationship. He is just not in a place. He is in the state of being a consumer and a lovely consumer. Consumers are wonderful men. Just like we, puppy lovers, love puppies, it doesn't make us bad when we are not ready, willing, or able to adopt. Correct? Yes. Okay. So, I'll go back to that question that you had, how long should I wait? Given all that I've told you, how are you feeling now? It's not probably what you wanted to hear from me. You wanted to hear strategies of how to allow him to open up, how to move this forward, correct? Uh, yes, but I also wanted the truth and the cold-hearted truth. So okay. it's fine. <laughs> All right. Okay. So in terms of how long should I wait, what do you think I will say, and then also what are you feeling? Um, I don't know what you will say, but um, I'm feeling that you help me a lot, especially by saying don't um, try to get answers out of him. You have the answers. You are right. I'm I'm going to push him farther away, so I'm not going to do that. And um, I'm just going to have to make up my mind for myself. How long am I willing to enjoy this with, um, knowing it's not going to go any further? Um, and also, do I really believe that he can get into the state of where he will want to be in a relationship because it could be that that is maybe in a year or two and yeah okay yes that could be possible right i love hearing what you just said that answer you gave me is really music to my ears because what you answered was i have to make a choice whether I'm going to enjoy what I have now. Okay? Yeah. Because that really is your, your, your dilemma. Here's my take on that, and I want to give you that, because I think it will help you to decide. Looking to lure back an ex-love? Let Coach Paula help you get back together with a man you realize might be the one for you. Make the next time around a charm with complete commitment. Connect with Coach Paula Grooms on Instagram, Facebook, or at CoachPaulaGrooms.com. Uh, you continue to enjoy what you have, and maybe in a year or two, he will be ready. Right? Yes. Yes. Here's what I can tell you for sure, that there are a number of things. Those who uh, follow me and know me well 
know that one of the things I work with most heavily with a male mind is where he puts you in the category of being wife, mother material, or girl to have fun with, okay? Because for the male mind, and this is anthropological and biological for the male mind, and this is significant for everyone. And if you haven't heard me talk about this on other podcasts, it's seriously important for you to understand that the man must put you in the correct category. This is Freudian. And Freud didn't develop it. He just quantified it for all of us. He qualified it for all of us, which is men place women immediately in one of two categories, being wife, mother material, or woman just to have fun with. And I'm not sure, given how you started, if you are in that category. Two things, is he ready? And second, has he placed you in the category for him to choose you to be wife and or mother of his children? Here's how we can fix that, okay? if that's possible in two years in a number of ways. The first and foremost is that you must go to him once with something profound, decisive, and not very verbal. And that is in my program, the lure him in and somewhat in the lure him back but mostly in my Lure Him In program, we work with the strategies that are most appropriate given a situation exactly like this, which is you must make a statement about your value, who you are, and what you're going to do about that. Remember, men relate via action. So we want to get you in the right category if there is ever a chance for this, one, two, three, five, seven years from now. Okay? Yes. Okay. Um, I might actually already have done that, but that's another story. So I don't know if you want to hear that or not. Uh, I, w- um, I would love to hear, sure, what you did, because I'm not hearing it followed through, but I'd love to hear what you did, and then I'll give you my take on that. Sure. Tell us. I told him, when he told me he was afraid of me, I told him, look, um, I, I'm not saying I want to be in a relationship with you right now. I said, I don't know enough about you. I want to know more things. And you never ask me what I want. You never ask me what I want in my future. And if you never ask me that, there's no way I'm ever going to want a relationship with you. And then he said, okay, what do you want? Tell me, what do you want? And then I said, I want to share my life with someone and then he said, um, and I assume you don't mean your mother because my mother currently lives with me. And I said, yes. And then he said, okay, I understand that. And if I told him that and he would still be with me. And there was an incident when I actually thought I was pregnant, although we're, um, pro- we're using protection, obviously, but I don't, I'm not on the pill, so... The protection is not 100%. It's maybe 99.999. And I had a talk with him um, when I got my period really late. And I said, look, you need to know that if I get pregnant, there's no way I'm going to abort this child. So if this is a problem for you, then I need to know because 
I don't want to have a child. I want to have a family, and I, there's no way I'm going to raise this child alone. If I have a child, I want this child to have a father. So you know every time we have sex, it's possible that I get pregnant, even if we use protection. And if you're not going to be there for me, then you need to tell me now, because then we might as well just stop having sex. Thank you for that. I, I completely appreciate and understand where you were coming from. And here's the difference between night and day, sun and rain, on and off, stop or go, yes or no, male or female. You stated something to him from who you are, correct? He said, this yes. is what I want. Very clear, very decisive. This did yes. nothing but confuse him, and I'll tell you why. Men don't relate via verbalization. They relate via action, number one. Number two, what you do with him as a man, he thinks you do with all men. Number two, this is the male brain biologically, okay? And it is put in males biologically so that they heretofore, before DNA, so that those males knew with the most certainty they could that any offspring was theirs. And here's how they knew that. By a woman not moving off her stance of having sex with them prior to them showing that they have a readiness, willingness, and ability to take them on as wife and mother. Yes. This isn't us at all. We are the fullness of women, if only men could have a glimpse of it for one day in their life. They don't. <laughs> their brain is not that. They are who they are in a much more simplistic way, sexually. Um, and I, I'm not imputing at all. It's that they are their sexual selves and whatever a woman allows, they will partake. That's just male, understandable. So no matter what you say now, you're in the unfortunate position of having shown him that on the first formal, formal date, so to speak, which was a drink, you have sex in your car. Now that may sound harsh. I'm giving it to you how the male sees it. So here's the thing. While they have an ego about them, he believes that you do or could do that with all men. Now, we know as females that couldn't be farther from the truth. Correct? Yes. We know that because we live in our female body. We are not attracted to all. We are not going to just because you did that because you were inspired by him and desired him. You are not going to be doing that with all men. They cannot make that delineation. 
It's how we've survived biologically with the male brain. It's a bit, for lack of a better way to put it, Darwinian, okay? So yes. he believes this, and it is confusing to him to hear what you're saying. You only have one choice if you want to see where he gets in a few years and go on and live your life as if he won't get there because that is going to be beneficial to you because you're telling me you're 34 years old and you would like to have a family. Yes, but that's not my top priority. My top priority is that I would like to have a partner, a male, a man who loves me and I love him to share my life with. If um, we are lucky enough to have children or that it's the right time, the better. But I don't want a child at any price. I understand that. I understand that. Here's the unfortunate truth of this situation. He is not the man he's going to be, and he has no reason to make any decision about any of that for the next 6, 10, 12, 14, 18, 20 years. He has to make no decision about that whatsoever. You, on the other hand, while you're saying it's not my top priority, but there is some decision-making going into this so that you will have choices. While his choices won't be cut off, yours will be eventually cut off. Yes. To have your own, right? Yes. Okay. So there is a need to, which men do all the time, and we have to give them credit for this, when they're good men, they make decisions for those they love and care about regardless of their feelings. Yes. And if women could do that for themselves and for those they love and care about for sure, but mostly for themselves, they would do very, very well and would be very wise and advised to do so. He's telling you things vis-a-vis -vis his actions, and yes. he wants to try, and he will make this relationship as good as he possibly can to keep it going on the level it is. Now you have his answer about his mother, and it will only push him farther away for you to do anything about that. In other words, you have to let it go if you want to continue to see him and not have this implode. Yes, I understand that. Okay. The second is um, that he enjoys going out with his friends and doesn't really spend as much time as you would like in doing things together, correct? No, it's not about the time. We spend a lot of time together. It's what we do when we yeah. spend the time. Yeah, you have sex, correct? No, we also just um, hang out at my place or we, we go out uh, for dinner a lot. He also pays sometimes, even though he earns less than half as I do. We take walks. We do stuff together. Okay, and it's so not about the time. Okay. It's, it's that I want to do different stuff. Like what? Like do sports with him. 
like um go jogging with him or like I want to go in the lake with him because he went swimming in the lake and I told him I want to go too and he never asked me to go with him right because he would you understand he's not in that place it's it's again it's not about you it's that you are in the male brain has rooms that are all closed off from each other and especially when they're not in a place of being ready willing and able to commit to a relationship you're in the room of Melanie and in the room of Melanie that means having sex and spending the amount of time necessary to do that yeah. again doesn't mean that he doesn't love you to some degree but he's doing what is normative for a 19 year old male to do that's doing those things with a friend with yeah. friends okay I know this wasn't, um, you know, what you would like to hear as as much, right? As and I, and I know that, and it's painful. But I am here to give women the truth because I don't want you to waste a moment of your valuable time with someone who can't give you all that you deserve. You deserve to have a man with whom you're sleeping or or otherwise do things with you, right? That you want to do. And share a life with you I'm not hearing the real you might be texting each other and you know sharing the things that are going on but it is not to the depth that you would like and understandably so but it's making steps forward I said tomorrow we're going jogging together he actually asked me now okay so you will see what do you want to know about uh, anything else any other question um no I think for the moment I'm good I just I have to make up my mind and I have to see how things change whether they change yes yes and we don't want it to be the minimum he must do in order to keep what he has exactly so I'm gonna tell him what I want and ah, if he no, doesn't no. if he doesn't change no, 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 then no, 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 I'll be like no 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 okay no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. you could not be telling the most important thing here is decisive action that allows several things no amount of telling does anything again men don't relate the verbalization here's the deal with this and this is something write it down keep it in your mind if you are staying no matter what you are saying you are okaying yes I know that but okay. I asked him I told him on Wednesday I wanted to do things with him and he said today with me tomorrow we're going jogging if he hadn't replied to me I would have told him look um, I'm I'm not I don't want to continue this so I'm what I'm saying is I'm gonna tell him what I want and either he's gonna take an action or I'm gonna take an action that that's what I'm gonna do okay so I'll tell you what would be really beneficial to you now and I know it's not what you want to hear for sure I don't blame you for not wanting to hear it but I'm gonna give you what I would be telling you as a as a client of mine as someone coming to me for reasons to 
really move your life forward and I know he's someone you love and want the chance for something when he's possibly more ready, right? For something real. Yes. Because more time in, and you read about this in my book, more time in, in the relationship you're currently having and jogging or not, doing little things here and there or not, it is not really going to make any difference because of his state. Not about how he feels about you, not about wanting to please you, none of it. It's his state. And his state is concurrent with his age, what I'm hearing. There is nothing indicating to me through his action and through, now, doesn't mean he's not trying in this moment because he doesn't want to lose you. And he's trying now, and after four months, he's calling up to go jogging. Let me tell you, nothing has changed here, fundamentally. And what I would like to see for you is a huge fundamental shift in him, and there's only one way to achieve that. Okay, now I'm curious. Right. One way you achieve that is by doing what I work with in my 12-week Lure Him Back program, and it is a game changer. Not fun, uh, not easy, takes commitment, and takes working the steps. But I'll give it to you in a nutshell, which is you go to him one time with a short letter it's three paragraphs and I have it all in my program how you work it to say to him this is the wonderful thing I've experienced with you everything how lovely wonderful how you feel a bit state something that you will always remember about your relationship in a beautiful way something about who he is or coupled with an experience you had I will always remember that day we did X Y and Z and you were so ABC third paragraph because we are in different places and I need this in my life and I uh, don't uh, want to continue on for things to get in a place of not being the great relationship we have now I have to end things I know you will understand and I ask that you respect that we do not have any contact and know that I wish you well then love Melanie here's what this does it is so profound by its decisiveness and it does some very important things that need to be done in the situation like many others you reclaim your value you show him that I do not just fool around with someone who cannot give me what a woman of value deserves being in a formally committed relationship and you can say in this instance in your letter in that third paragraph I understand why it is too difficult to come out to your mother and to be public in a formally committed relationship mm-hmm. yes. that's it that's it 
this does so many things. It allows him to start feeling to the depth of the feeling that he needs to get to, to know that his pretty puppy is gone. Very, he needs to feel the depth of that. Mm -hmm. This also shows him what he must do if it changes. And then it, his, the no access to you is like a portal to his deeper feelings and to get him to acknowledge something, perhaps, if he's ready, willing, and able. Now, I wouldn't expect this at his age. And then also, there's another component here that, and, and here's the devil in this kind of, and why I hesitate to give it in this podcast form is because without working the steps which happens with the details the devil is in the details in other words what happens is when i say no contact it immediately freezes up everybody oh my god right and then what do i do with that i think it makes sense it does intellectually you get it but here's the deal is that in an hour he could be texting you in two days in whatever and it's what you do then and it's step by step to you know in some people everything you read on uh you go online and you read about the uh, strategy of no contact and blah 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 is that it'll be well you have to wait the 30 days once the 30 days are up you just uh, no it doesn't work like that at all and you take it on a case-by-case basis what he does what he says uh, a particular length of time. Um, I had one uh, gal who wasn't working with me, and she called in on one of my um, one of my uh, events that I did, and and she sent this kind of letter because she had heard about it, and she sent this kind of letter, and he almost within you know several hours wrote back, "You are my love. I am willing to do this." I will go as far as going to counseling with you. I'm ready. I want you to be my girlfriend. I'm ready to do this. And she decided not to answer that because she was in, quote, unquote, no contact. You see, without the without someone kind of overseeing it, the objectivity goes out the window, you see? Yes. That would not be a time where you stick with the no contact. The man is coming to you with what you want to hear. Then yeah. he just feels like it's game playing, you see? But she was floored when on this event I said, well, why is it that you did not answer that, you see? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's the devil's in the details because most guys will just come back with it in a few days. Oh, I'll knock her off her stance. I'll send a hello. How are you? And then she answers. Yeah. That doesn't work. No, no but I wouldn't oh, answer to that. It's all manner. So that's, uh, you know, my recommendation to you, if you can do it at all, is to do something like this program and work the steps because that is the way you will seriously know for sure through time. And it also can get your life back because it's likely, you know, because for us, as, and I hear you as an incredibly passionate, loving woman. You know, you're incredibly yes. passionate and you're yes. going to conduct your life vis-a-vis your passion. And it's seriously hard to do that 
on our own because um, the deeper we are in terms of passion, the deeper our heartbreak. True. Yeah. So I hope I gave you some things to uh, work with today. So is th- are there any other I love how I love how you really take to this, you know, and and, and get it intellectually. Are there any <laughs> other I, I love it. It's great. So um any other question before we uh end here today? Um no. No, I'm good. Uh you you helped me a lot. Great. So I really thank you for coming on because this kind of situation is happening all over the globe. It's also happening with a lot of exes now because uh, with this time of social distancing, exes are coming out of the woodwork to connect. And I actually think it's a great opportunity for anyone who is willing to entertain an ex again and reset things, reclaim their value and possibly restart a relationship. And if that's you out there, I would love to hear your story, talk to you, go to realcoachingconversations.com, fill out a podcast form, and we could be talking about it. Or if you want to DM me on social media, do that. If you want to talk privately, you can also always go to my website, contact me there, Coach Paula Grooms. In the meantime, thank you again, Melanie, for being on today and for sharing this very interesting story and for for getting it like you do. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Paula. It was great. You're welcome. So did you identify with Melanie? Or perhaps are you dismayed by what you feel might be Melanie's naivete about a 19-year-old being capable of meeting her needs and wants for a committed, monogamous, long-term relationship that will lead to marriage. But I'm not here to make those kinds of judgments about any relationship for a number of reasons. First and foremost, I work with clients where they are. What that means is where they are right now. And for each of us in our own particular journeys, we go through different things at different times. And what one woman might go through with a particular man, another couldn't imagine. That's just the way of the world. And for every pot, there is a lid. And in my programs, I work week by week to help a woman possibly get what it is she would like and what she desires. And along the road... It's what she discovers that's most important in her journey. Because if we look at this particular situation, and especially if we are over a certain age and we've had a lot of experience with men, 
we want to put it under the umbrella of possibility. And that's rational. But as we know, love isn't rational. And most importantly, once a woman has had sex with a man, spent time with him, she likes him, and she likes the sex, we know that all rationality goes out the window. And if you've been there, you know it. And I certainly know it. And I certainly want to help each and every woman give something the college try in the right way to help produce the right results. And then, of course, along the way, learn from what has happened, what is happening, and move forward either with the man she's begun the journey with or realize that she's come to the end and needs to move on. Because in my 12-week program, a woman can find this out. She can find out many things. With the lure him in, she can see if the approaches and strategies that allow a man to love in the deepest way possible for him will produce the results that she is hoping for. And if not, she will have learned along the way and come to where someone who's listening with her objective mind and not her heart might have believed this would be the outcome. <laughs> what do I mean by that? That if you're listening again, and you're dismayed and worried for someone like Melanie giving her heart to something that statistically we will look at as not much of a possibility. Melanie needs to go through her journey and find out what the possibilities are because rationally she is not going to be able to, to do what is needed. If you are of a certain age and you are worried or concerned about Melanie going through this journey and giving her heart to someone and applying the strategies and fear that they will not be working, well, here's what we look at in terms of Melanie looking back on what she will have done during this time. If she applies the approaches and strategies that are most likely, what we know works with the male heart and mind to allow him to love and desire in the deepest way possible, then no matter the outcome, she will have known that she did all that she could. And that is very comforting when we look back. And that's what I want Melanie to have should this not go forward in the way that she desires. 
I want her to be able to look back knowing that she's done everything possible in the right way so that whatever the outcome, she will feel good about it. And most importantly, learned through the journey, learned about men, the male mind, and how you start something is so seriously important for the man to put you in the right category and if that did not occur to along the way do your level best to switch it over to you being in the right category with men that's a difficult thing listen more to episode 36 if you want to know more about the two categories that men place women in for long-term relationships, marriage, putting a woman in the right category to be his Mrs. Right or marriage and children, that starts the very first time a man even sees a picture of us online. Believe it or not. So there is a lot that Melanie is going to be able to learn and do and then feel very comforted should this not get her to where she wants with this man. But in the end, get her to what she deserves with a man. I'm going to talk to Melanie again and hopefully we will be working together to make this work for her in the best way possible. And the devil is in the details. Each week she will be working in a very focused way and in a directed way with me there for support. And in all of my programs, what I really find to be so significant in this type of situation, as well as most all others, is the subjective and objective learning by being in a program, getting the one-to-one -one individual coaching, listening back to that, and then getting the objective learning from hearing back and then additional objective learning from hearing the journeys of other women in the same situation. In my 12-week programs, each week you're on a call and on that call you get the subjective, one-to-one, -one, individual, uninterrupted coaching that I provide you personally vis-a-vis -vis your personal situation with the details that come up each week and then get two neurologically objective ways of learning vis-a-vis -vis listening back to that individual portion 
and hearing yourself get the coaching of me. That's so significant. When we hear ourselves, we learn in a different way that fast tracks. Fast tracks us to really new heights very quickly. And then the subjective learning of women in the same situation and learning from them. So subjective when talking with me directly, then two objective ways, listening back to yourself and then listening to others in the same situation. This has been invaluable and why I have worked this way for the years that I have worked this way because it is the way to get fast, more predictable results. And everyone, every woman deserves to give herself the chance with someone that she loves. And he deserves the chance for things to be done in a way that allows him to love in the deepest way possible to see where he gets on the scale of being ready, willing, and able to commit. Because every man ultimately does best in a committed monogamous relationship whereby he has made the decision to take a woman on as the responsibility he sees commitment as being. And especially for very young men, that ultimate love must be there as an underpinning and prerequisite of taking someone on the way he sees commitment as taking on the responsibility to and for a woman and any possible children that might come from that union. So I hope this was helpful for you today in listening and understanding the approaches I use in working with someone. And certainly you will have heard some of the approaches that would help someone like Melanie in any situation with any man. And she and I work together. We are going to work towards putting herself in the category of a woman to be respected and valued as the wonderful mother, wife, vision must see her as embodying. We are putting ourselves in the category of a woman just to have fun with. So we need to turn that man's mind around. And as we know, no amount of talking to him about it will ever work. And it is through action. So I hope that Melanie takes that action and I hope that you will also take an action to read my book, Why Won't He Commit? 
how a man decides to make you the one that's available at all book retailers. If they don't have it right away, you just order it. You can also get it on my website. I'll send you an autographed copy. And keep listening here because, as you know, with any man, a very important component of having the relationship you desire and deserve is by making him wonder. Thank you for listening to Make Him Wonder. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at MakeHimWonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.